Thank you for tuning in to the Afternoon Pint Podcast. Our show will start right after these messages from our sponsors. Hey, Matt. We're thinking of selling our home and finding a bigger place. Oh, really? I thought you guys loved where you lived. Oh, we do. Our family is just growing. With pets. A dog. A cat. Two guinea pigs. A hamster. And you're planning on getting more? Eh, maybe a goat or a crocodile. Well, I have the person for you. Kimina Jad is an experienced real estate agent who prides herself in finding the perfect home for her clients. We're just browsing now. I'm not sure if we really need a realtor yet. Yeah, no worries. Kimia can help you with the comparative market analysis to help you determine the value of your home if you're planning on selling, or help you determine the going rate for the neighborhood you're moving into. She can also work at your pace. Awesome. All right, I'll give her a shot. What's her phone number? On Facebook, Kimia Nijat, Exit Realty Metro. Her phone number is 902-880-8429, and her email is kimia at exitmetro.ca. 902-880-8429. Eight four two nine. Awesome. Thanks. This podcast was brought to you by Dan Lomas at L-O-M-A-S of LomasFinancial.ca. Are you a small business owner who wants to keep more of your hard-earned profits and pay less taxes to the CRA? Do you want to plan for a comfortable and secure retirement? If your answer is yes, then you need to talk to Dan Lomas at Lomas Financial. Dan Lomas is a financial advisor who has been helping successful entrepreneurs and business owners for over two and a half decades. He utilizes customized solutions that can help you keep your earnings, dramatically reducing passive income tax. Dan Lomas and his team will help you transition corporate wealth into personal wealth by utilizing customized executive pension plans. Dan will show you how to convert business wealth into personal wealth in a professional manner. Don't let the CRA take more money than they deserve. Don't let your retirement dreams fade away. Contact Dan Lomas today and let him guide you on your path to financial success. Visit Dan Lomas at lomasfinancial.ca or call him direct at 902-209-0855. That's 902-209-0855. This is Matt Conrad. And this is Mike Tobin. Welcome to the Afternoon Pint. This week we speak with Ronnie Munn. Ronnie is one of the two people behind Eventide Meat. We get a bit of history behind their brew and also wanted to share that their Eventide Golden Owl can now be found at liquor stores across Nova Scotia. Enjoy. Cheers. Right, cheers. cheers. Welcome to the Afternoon Pint. Yes, here we are, Afternoon Pint. And we are at Eventide Mead. And we are here with Ronnie Lund and uh, Mike Tobin, my co-host is here, and I'm Matt Conrad. And I'm going to take the drink because they took the drink and I was talking. <laughs> it is a tasty drink. <sighs> there you go. Oh, nice. There you go. Nice and refreshing. Not even tastes even lighter since the last time I had it, I feel. We've changed some stuff. Yeah. Yeah, not recipe-wise, but just in our in Yeah, our just production. your procedure and stuff yeah. like that. Okay, so I think the best way to start is we say the word mead. And a lot of people may not know what that is. What is mead? What is mead? Sure. Mead is any alcohol that is made from honey. So all alcohol, I always have to explain to some people because they go, how is that possible? And I say, well, all you need to make alcohol is sugar and yeast, right? You can make it with refined white sugar. It's not tasty, Mm. but you can do it. (laughs) But it can be done. So yeah, so we just (laughs) use honey. That's our fermentable sugar. And then from there, the yeast, you know, survives on the, the sugar that's in that and the byproduct of that is honey. Or sorry, mm-hmm. is alcohol. Alcohol. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. So I basically tell people it's kind of like honey 
without sugar and with alcohol added, which yeah. I think is a pretty good trade-off. So honey, fantastic, fermented. Yeah, cool. We always tell people the like the only real ingredients that go into our, our base brew, our, our golden hour, is honey and water. Wow, and that's yeah. it, right? Of course, we and use yeast for yeast. fermentation, yeah. right? We do filter that out, so there's no the honey like real honey is fairly so. expensive, is it not? Yeah. So we, this is yeah, this is one of the things. So yeah, I've had mead before. Now, and I'm going to let Ronnie explain this, but just as a quick introduction, I've had mead before. Uh, this is short mead, and I'll let you explain the difference between mm-hmm. that. But there, the other mead that I've had before was like almost like wine strength. It was like 12%, 14%. It, I found it was never balanced. It was like sweet but high in alcohol, and I never liked it. So I know I've known Ronnie for a little while. When he said he was, yeah, we're going to do a mead, I was like, dude, you're nuts. But... <laughs> You know what? I'll let you explain the difference between your your product, which is very good, uh, versus some of the stuff that I've had in the past. Yeah, sure. So we do a lot of markets, so I get to interact with a lot of people and try and uh, – because a lot of it is an education on what the product is, right? I say, hey, you want to sample some bead? And people go, what the hell is that? <laughs> and uh, yeah, so – or the, the thing that we get uh, a lot, actually, probably 50-50, is people go, oh, I don't like mead. I had it in Iceland or right. Scotland right. or Wales or – you know, somewhere like that. And I always have to say, oh, come back. This is this is totally different than that. And so a short mead uses a lot less honey than a mm-hmm. traditional mead. So that allows it to become a more affordable product, sure, right? right? Less it's, honey. Cool. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot less honey. And it's typically fermented down dry and mm-hmm. then carbonated, right, to add in some of that effervescence into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's sort of the difference. It's really that honey to water ratio. And mead, the word mead is just any alcohol that uses honey as its fermentable sugar, right? So that's a broad category. Are there different types of honeys with results in different types of mead? Yeah, yeah, there are for sure. Um, so Cosmin and Widden supplies all of our honey. It's pretty much a blend of everything from around that area. They put okay. hives on all the local farms and collect mm-hmm. that honey up. But there are uh, meaderies, particularly in the States, that will use like an avocado honey or a clover oh. honey or something like that. So you, you can get into using huh. different honeys. It's a little bit harder uh, locally and, and for our supply, like really Cosmin and Widden, their largest honey producers. They're really the only people who can supply the quantity of honey that we need. And, and okay. we always say we're at our smallest stage so, now. So, so this one here that we're drinking, there. like what, what's this one called? Uh, that's Golden Hour. Golden Hour. Yeah. So that's okay. our flagship. Just appeared in NSLCs in the last couple of weeks as well. Select nice. uh, locations. Yeah, a big shout out there. Go, yeah. go get, pick up uh, stuff, that's right. even yeah, tied yeah. meat. So there's, there's 17 stores across the province that have it. Mm-hmm. It was really awesome uh, Saturday at the Seaport Market for me to be able to tell someone in Cape Breton that they could get it in Sydney River and that just ah, happened to awesome. be that happened to be their NSLC. <laughs> so mm. whereas before I'd sort of say, well, you can only get it in the city. Now, you know, that distribution is uh, is really, really great. This is truly like a drink I think everyone could enjoy, man. Like it's, I, it's I, really like so this is relaxed. not the first time you've had his product, eh? No. I was telling him. So last year <laughs> when? when we went off to our golf trip, the boys weekend. Okay. Remember I brought mead? Yeah. How many Rogue. how many uh, beverages was I in at that point? Did it matter? <laughs> I don't know. Like, but, yeah, this but, is great. <laughs> but what, we, had, we had all, you know, the, there was five of us out there and I brought the Rogue mead, which you don't have available oh, okay. right now, but we'll go through what you do have available, but yeah. the Rogue one is very similar to that, like yeah. a nice crisp like lightly uh, golden mead and it's hopped. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it tasted like an ultra light beer with that like nice hop character, but you know not. You know, so, so what yeah. we're talking about alcohol strengths and strengths of mead. Mm. I know mead from the Vikings, right? And mm. the, the Vikings, the Celts, the Vikings. Yeah, they wouldn't well, drink yeah. Uh, yeah. water, yeah. and like the older Vikings would drink the strong mead, and the little yeah. kids would drink the the low alcohol <laughs> mead. Um, like what percentage is this? This is six and a half. Six and a half. So wow. a little okay. bit stronger than your typical beer, right? And yeah. It goes down pretty, doesn't taste pretty smoothly. Though, eh? Dude, I, I, I thought this would have been like four. Yeah. Like yeah just no, tasting it. Yeah. Quite honestly. And, yeah. and so uh, 
yeah, a lot of people associate mead with Vikings and Celts and all that sort of stuff, but it surprised people to know it's actually the first fermented beverage that we have archaeological evidence of. Yeah. And 6,000 BC in China is where in we China. have evidence of it being made. Wow. It's also, okay, I you know, know I, I, I knew that traditionally there were, there were honey-based alcohols in Africa as well. Mm-hmm. And I recently at a market, I had a customer come up to the table from Ethiopia and she tried it and she said, oh, that tastes just like, I, I think she pronounced it mej or something like that. Yeah. And I looked it up online and sure enough, it's, it's pretty much the same thing with it's some mead, herbs. Just, yeah, added okay. in, right. And so it's all, even though people associate it with Vikings drinking mead, rah, rah, right, yeah. it's actually all over the world, all throughout history, it's been drank. Oh, yeah. That's cool. I didn't know that. Well, yeah. I just like, I was telling Matt about that changes brewing thing. And they, those guys go around, they partnership with yeah. breweries and, and kind of promote that where a lot of beer and stuff originally came from mm-hmm. Africa, right? Yeah. They're yeah, doing that right. now. Yeah. Cause that, that comes from like Egypt, Egypt like yeah. 6,000 yeah. years ago, they would take bread like yeast and go yeah. in and convert dirty water. So that was drinkable because there's no known pathogens that can survive the fermentation process. So it's safer to drink beer when it's Fermented basically bit, yeah. than, than water because E. coli wouldn't exist and exactly. all this other right? Yeah. So that's the kind of same process, I guess, as, yeah. as the And that's the, that's when we when we were creating the business. It's something when, whenever people go, oh, is the, isn't that what the Vikings drank? I say, yes, <laughs> but it's also not, right? Right. It, it is and it isn't. It, just like the beer that we drink is not like what they drank in ancient Egypt. Right. right. It, yeah. It's, it's changed changed way, over time. Yeah, more right? refined, not rough like it used to be. Yeah. So since we're on the history aspect to it, and I might be wrong here, but I think I remember reading a long time ago when I was first kind of getting into like when I was like 20 getting into different types of like alcohols now isn't there isn't there some sort of relation to mead and like the word honeymoon like the honeymoon kind of mm-hmm. phase and like all that like there's something to it i don't know if you know the history but i remember something about that where like basically they gifted the guy the couple uh when the when he, they got married they would gift them a bunch of mead to get them drunk so they could reproduce or something yeah like yeah those. so so there's <laughs> there, there's legends yeah, awesome. there's legends of mead uh enhancing fertility yeah yeah so as an alcohol producer i claim no health benefits of any of our products <laughs> <laughs> but uh but it is where the word honeymoon comes from so yeah, I, I could never remember if it was the wife's the wife's family or the husband's family one of the families yeah had to supply a month's worth a moon yeah. Right, twenty eight yeah. days, a, a moon cycle. Right, had Jeez. to supply a moon's worth of of mead to the couple to try and promote fertility. Yeah, which I think was really just you know probably the woman getting pretty drunk. To- yeah, whatever. <laughs> Maybe wow. that's where the the birds and the bees comes from. That conversation. Yeah. Or oh yeah, right? yeah. I never thought about that. Maybe? I wonder if there's any history to that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're definitely gonna look that up now. Yeah, <laughs> but it, yeah. So there's a whole bunch of history behind it. It's funny that just like nobody really knows what it is, right? And mm-hmm. you'd have to really kind of dive down into it. But I mean. I polished mine off pretty pretty quicker than you guys. I'm already done through the golden hour. So let's let's go. Like, let's talk about the next one. Though. Yeah, sure. Like, we uh, we have the middle one here. Um, that's I think cherry. That's the cherry yeah, one. Okay, cherry so is the next one. So so basically, what we do is we take golden hour. That's our base brew. Everything else is a play on that. So cherry has uh, hmm. a little bit of all natural cherry juice added in. So there's no artificial flavor, no Love extract. It. It's it juice, tastes right? like that too. It's squeezed out of a cherry and put in. And we add in and in anything we do, we don't add in any additional sugars or sweeteners of any kind. Okay. So you're just getting that natural cherry nice. juice. It tastes like that because you know what? Like there's certain beers that will go in and they'll add these. Uh, fruits and things like that, because that's there's a market for that. Mm-hmm. But you can tell when it's natural flavors. Like, and when I mean natural flavors, I don't mean quote unquote yeah, natural flavors. Extracts, or, yeah. Uh, but it, like, yeah. but you can tell when it's actual fruit or extracts because mm-hmm. it's just there's something about it. it's just sweeter, or it's off putting, it's like perfumey or yeah. something. Yeah, you can taste that. That's a that tastes like I'm eating a cherry. Yeah. So yeah. we partnered for our juices. We partnered with uh, Terra Biata down in Lunenburg. 
Okay. So they, they have a big juice press down there. So we're, we're going to get on to the third one, which is cranberry. They grow the cranberries there, right? Oh, so, cool. so those are all Nova Scotia and all of our Honey's Valley. So, so that's uh, all local product. The cherries they collect from around because we don't produce enough here in Nova Scotia to make the amount of cherry juice. But they are still all Canadian local East Coast cherries. Yeah, yeah. And then they press them because they have a big press down there to do that. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So the next one, yeah. You know what? I'll take a quick sip. Just because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just run down the line. We'll then run people down can the drink line as they can, prefer. So, yeah, we can go back. Yeah. So Red Sky has a little bit of fresh pressed cranberry juice. Like I said, grown in Preston Lunenburg. I like it because I like a sour beer. Ooh. And I find it gives me a little bit of that yeah. pungent sort of sour flavor. It does. Yeah. What's this? The last one? What's it that's called? That's the last one. Yeah. So that's the Red Sky. Red so it's, Sky. it's cranberry. Cranberry. All right. Let's Taste. See. Yeah. It, Honest review. Try. If I don't like it, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, you don't like sours that much. So I'm interested what you think. I'm not a huge sour guy, mm. but this doesn't have that acidic sweet sour that I hate. Right. Okay. You know what I mean? So yeah. this is actually pretty chill. It's like, I like it. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of like that, like a lighter tart cranberry juice kind of taste, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Are no, they all nice. six and a half percent? No. So the juice ones go down to six percent because okay. of the addition of, of the juice. That makes sense. Oh, so, okay. so something that we do is we don't ferment the juice that okay. we add in. Now, mm-hmm. mind you, that, that adds in a natural sugar that's in there from the juice, yeah. right? But uh, we find there, there are other meaderies that do ferment their juice in the process. Yeah. And and for me, I, I find they're, they're good, but I find that the, the berry flavor sort of like comes and goes really quick. Right. right? It doesn't right. linger because you've gotten rid of those sugars. That makes sense, yeah. So, so we, we like it the way that we do it. Just Man, with I'm team cranberry. It's really nice. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, yeah. You I know like what? I, yeah. I mean, I like them all. I mean, yeah. But I think yeah, because I do like sour beers. Yeah. And I do get what you're saying when you say that. Mm-hmm. So I actually do quite like that quite a bit. Yeah. So if, if you kind I still of think if, I like Rogue more. But, yeah. You know. if, if you kind of thought about some of those sours, uh, particularly those like fruit based ones, you know, mm. Two Crows has some great ones that they've aged on grape skin stuff. Yeah. They're yeah, kind yeah, of similar yeah. flavor to that, right? So you're getting that fruitiness. You're getting that sourness. So so yeah. it does it does remind me of certain beers that I really enjoy. Cool. Yeah. Honestly, like these are. Yeah, they're quite refreshing. Cranberry won't be good for Christmas, too. A nice yeah. seasonal uh, yeah. meat, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we we had go. a big promotion for that at nice. Christmas. We said, yeah, have oh, that with you? your turkey you know, dinner. Yeah, right. <laughs> Dude, there's, like, you, you, could, you could almost do uh, like a glue vine type of thing with that, where you like heat it up. Like, glue so, vine, hold up. What, yeah. What's that? Oh, yeah. So glue vine's a German thing. So basically, it's, it's like spiced red wine, and they heat it up, and they drink it warm. Okay. Um, you could do that with this. Like, you could purchase that, heat it up. Heat it up with a little, like a cinnamon stick or something like that. Yeah, yeah. that'd be awesome right around Christmas time. So at no- in November, we'll bring out our seasonal special again, which we launched last year and was gangbusters, and we didn't produce produce enough of it. I still have people coming in the middle of the summer and asking if I have winter warmer, which is okay. our winter seasonal. Yeah, um, and that has that has cinnamon in it. Perfect. Mm. So and it's it's awesome because it's not like an overpowering spiciness. It's just yeah, yeah, a yeah. nice yeah, mellow put, like, cinnamon. Cinnamon and clove, or something like yeah. that. In and it, have you guys tried, like messed around with other like Nova Scotia crops, like blueberries and stuff? Or? Yeah. So we've done a lot of experimenting on our own before we even started the business. Right. We we drank a lot of this stuff. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and uh, and perhaps we can get into you know that's kind of how the business started. But yeah, uh, well, that's what we're gonna go to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so we have experimented with other flavors. Yeah. There's a few things. Uh, blueberries are tough to work with because again, if you ferment them, when you take sugar out of blueberry, there's not much flavor left there. It's just sort of like yeah. earthy, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so we, we have a lot of things on our mind. We're currently working on two new flavors that I won't announce too quickly, but yeah. you know we're hoping to bring those out over the next few months. Cool. Um, and then our, our winter special as well. So we have we have messed around with a lot of flavors. Part of it too is scale, 
right? Like yeah. home brewing is one thing, right? Yeah. But we want to, we have to scale it up to a larger size and still be able to keep our price point down. Like you were saying about the cost of honey earlier. Yeah, right. honey's yeah. an expensive material to work yes. with, so meat's yeah. never going to be. It's never going to be in that beer price range. Right. We want to keep it in that cider price range, which yeah. is tough to do. Yeah. Right. But we're really trying to produce enough quantity that we can keep yeah. that price point down. I That's saw your counting machine out back, man, yeah. and like, wow, what a rig, right? Like you guys. Uh, uh, yeah. engineered that yourself yeah 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 so that's uh my my partner eric so we have two owners i'm one and, and eric's the other owner he tends to be uh he's he's the head brewmaster right that's yep. his his baby back there and then i do this sort of stuff <laughs> I, Amazing. Do the, I, I do the selling he, he, the we'll have a little clip and, uh we'll put it on instagram and stuff but it's yeah. really cool he shows yeah. us the machine real quick and just how it works and, and yeah. amazing and you guys actually help serpent brewing create their yeah. machine too eh? yeah yeah that's right yeah. Is, yeah so we we kind of have the prototype and they they have the perfected version so Amazing. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, like brew, brew equipment is, uh, it's expensive. It's an expensive business to get into. So whatever yeah. we can rig up and, and Jerry rig ourselves yeah. to yeah. be able to do things. We, we, we had a goal of starting the business small and growing it. And we, I, I always say we have a bit of a Napoleon complex because <laughs> the, my long-term goal for the <laughs> do business. Do we all? Yeah. When, whenever anyone says like, well, what do you, what do you see as the future of the business? Yeah. It sounds like such a crazy thing to say with how small we are. And, and people think we're bigger than we are, but we are very small. Yeah. I would say we want to be to, to mead what someone like Propeller is to beer or Garrison right. is to beer. Right. Right. Where even if you don't drink local beers, even if you're not up on who are the new local brews, yeah, you yeah. know those names. Yeah, yeah. of course. Right? Yeah, they're like at this point flagship. That's right. Names. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and the the industry wouldn't be where it is without them, right? Hundred percent. And yeah. so that's you know years and years down the road, if that's sort of the name that Eventide is associated with, when yeah. when you're at a party and someone says, "What are you drinking?" and you say mead, and they say, "Oh, is that like Eventide?" Right. right yeah. Just to be that name that's associated with it. So we'll get to that actually, because like I know what the name is from, yeah. but I'll let you explain <laughs> what the name is from. So, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where'd you come with the name? Sure. So Eventide is, is a nautical word to start with. Um, and it has to, it's, <clears throat> it's a, you know, a coastal, um, sort of Atlantic region word. Um, but, but we got the inspiration from, uh, my, my day job right now is I, I work at a church and at that church, even though there's nothing, you know, there's nothing particularly religious about our product. Although if you drink enough, you might meet God. Um, <laughs> but, uh, we, we have a prayer night at once a month that's called Eventide. Right. Okay. And, uh, and at the start of Eventide, the speaker gets up and explains what the word means. And so Eric, my partner, he was sitting at one of these prayer nights and he heard it and he goes, man, that would be a damn good name for a business. <laughs> so that's sort of where we, Amazing. where we got the inspiration from. Um, yeah, but Eventide is just that time at night. It's sort of like that twilight, dusk time on the coast. Like the daytime animals are going to sleep. The nighttime animals are coming awake. So it's a little bit quieter, you know, because there's not as many animals awake. You, you know, we, we live on the coast. We know what it's like to be on the shoreline yeah. at sunset, mm. right? Yeah, it's yeah, sort yeah. of like everything kind of calms down. You just get that little lap of the water. That, that's well, I love the time. Name. It's really nice. And, yeah. then, and then you have this calling to have an afternoon right. pint. That's right. There yeah. you go. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So you know, I, I think it's a great name, honestly. I yeah. thought it was really great when so when you guys thought of it. So, okay, Eric, you guys, uh, obviously you guys were friends before this. What made you guys kind of come together and do this? Like what, what started it all? What was the thought process behind it? Sure. So, um, so it, we'll, we'll, go, we'll go back back. And I had made with, with another friend of mine. I, I had decided I wanted to make a mead. And whenever anyone comes to me and they say, oh, my son made mead in his closet when he was in university, <laughs> like that sort of quality yeah. of mead yeah. that I had made in the past, you know, went to Costco and just bought whatever the heck yeah. it was on their shelf. Exactly. Like, who knows, right? Yeah. And we made, uh, we, we made just a traditional wine style mead, like you said. Okay. Just, just before we go further. Yeah. So, so making this mead in your closet, 
just tell us. Go run through that real quick. <laughs> yeah. Well, tell, I tell mean, us the process the, for the, the, for, process for the kids for me, at home. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm just the, joking. The, 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 the process for me is actually, you know, it, it's funny because it has a higher price point because of the material that's yeah, the raw material yeah. that's in it. Yeah. But but production wise, it's actually easier than beer, right? Yeah. And I'll get onto that because we made beer. Um, but uh, it's it's essentially just you take warm water. Yeah. Dissolve honey in it. You don't even cook it, right? It's just warm enough. The warm is what comes out of your tap. Dissolve the honey. So you stir it around. You basically have a syrup. And yeah. then you just pitch your yeast and the fermentation takes place, right? And then at what you do after that to add flavors is, okay. is how that goes. Cool. But So we had done that and uh, it was real bad to start with. We aged it and, and a traditional mead does need a little bit of aging. Yeah. So by the end of the, from start to finish, we were talking like, a, you know, a 10 month process until we had a product that was like, we could drink it and and enjoy it but not terribly it's just we put money into it so let's drink it nice. so i had done that then eric and i started making i, uh, I tried that i remember drinking it yeah that's it, right it was yeah. rough yeah it was, it rough. was rough it was rough, <laughs> it was rough around the <laughs> super first, like first alcohol batch. bite it yeah. was yeah yeah, yeah. i remember and, uh, it was whoo i can't drive <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and it was again a higher alcohol content <laughs> eric had been making um beer you know going to noble grape just buying beer kits right. yeah. and and for him he said he said that he wanted to like make beer and he said that getting a beer kit didn't feel like making beer, right? You were basically yeah. just taking yeah, your wort and fermenting it, right? Yeah. So then we started doing things where we were, you know, getting our grain, milling the grain, doing yep. all grain beer from scratch, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, we were doing that in his backyard. He rigged up uh, He rigged up this system for, you know, for creating the wort. And, you know, yep. it's like this three-stage system that we had. And he's always, Amazing. you know, he's super mechanical like that. He loves, he loves tinkering around with things like that. Yeah. So we made these beers. We ended up getting kegs. So we would keg them. And take them to parties because we would often have these, uh, you know, pre-COVID times, we'd have these big parties. They're starting to come back slowly but surely. But we'd have these big sort of traditional Nova Scotia parties. Invite us to the next one, please. What's that? Invite us to the next yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Matt's I've been, 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 been Yeah, yeah, yeah they're fun. They're fun. A couple, so yeah. They're, they always have, like, everyone, like, honestly, there's like nine instruments that show up. Yeah. So oh, it is okay. like, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah, you're trying to lead a song and no one can hear the singer to yeah. save their life, right? There's so many instruments. <laughs> they're like, uh, you know, and, and half the instruments stop and the other half are still going because they have yeah. no idea where they are. But so we, we took kegs of beer to these parties and, and we sort of had this thing like, geez, maybe we could open our own brewery someday, right? Nice. Um, and people would drink the beer and they were like, that's just as good as any microbrew beer and they'd have a glass and that's great. They weren't just being nice, like they really did enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, we drag half the keg back home with us. <laughs> so when I was making the more traditional mead, I had read about this style of mead. Eric had read about this style of mead on brewing forums and stuff like that. And I said, well, let's let's not do beer. Let's try this out. Yeah. And so we made a couple. And uh, actually, one of the first ones was a blueberry one that we tried out as well. So we made a couple different ones. We kegged them up. We took them to parties. And they were gone before the end of the party. Amazing. Yeah, right? Okay. And people were coming back and asking for more. And particularly women. And, and you know, I, I always try and figure out a way to say this that doesn't sound too... No, too, I, I think that's correct, fine. But people... women are more discerning drinkers, yeah, right? They, yeah. they, they, they tend to be a little bit more, particularly when it comes to beer, right? Okay. Beer is not necessarily seen as a, as a female-heavy market. Um, but, it, you know, there were lots of women come back, oh, man, I'd love to have more of that. I'd love to have more of that. And right. it, the keg was gone. So that was where when we were like, oh, okay, if we're going to do a business, this should be the business. Well, then you just, you know, if, if, uh, if you have a female population who likes to drink it, and then you just look to the men and say, Vikings drank it. That's exactly it. Right? <laughs> that's yeah. exactly it. And then you yeah. win them both. Yeah, yeah. And we, we sort of had this, you know, there's, there's this funny thing that's happened where, you know, we have a cherry and a cranberry, and those things – don't necessarily sound like oh rah rah the men's drink right, right but yeah. it's like they're so like like I always say the cranberry it's like a sour beer right yeah, it's, yeah uh, exactly no, the cranberry they're, they're, they're not, uh, the cranberry was the first one I finished by the way for yeah. the record I, I <laughs> loved it it was really they're nice. not like cloyingly fruity right yeah. they're they're not uh, again no artificial flavors no extra sweeteners right. it's just that natural juice the juice ratio 
to what you get in a can is actually very little juice. It's just okay. enough to add the flavor. Yeah, yeah. Um, having having drank Golden Hour, you know it's a pretty delicate flavor, right? So yeah. you can cover that up pretty quick. Speaking of which, Golden Hour in NSLCs also makes really, really nice cocktails. Oh. If you throw oh, yeah? in if you throw in a little bit of lemonade, sweet. You can smell the honey bit. in Golden Hour, man. Amazing shandy if you mix it with lemonade. Oh. Um, I like even usually when I pour out a can, I'll just take a citrus slice, whether it's like lemon, yeah, yeah, yeah. lime, orange, whatever. I'll put that in the glass and then pour the can over top. Have of you that. tried doing like the hot toddy with this as a replacement with honey? Yeah, so so I honey? don't think I don't think that we've done a a, a heated one, but we've we've used a few teas and yeah. things, yeah. Um, and we're experimenting with that. So that that might be something that's coming in the future. Cool. Yeah. Teas could be really good in that because, like, yeah. when I'm thinking of like all the different types of teas that you can get and mm-hmm. stuff, like I can I can picture in the uh, golden hour having like a like an Earl Grey because there's you can get some of those yep. and some of the ciders and stuff like that. So I could picture like an Earl Grey yeah, exactly. golden yeah. hour type of thing. Yeah. yeah. And and we have so many ideas. It's just a matter of, of building our base, getting the ones out there that we yeah, know we're gonna have these all the time. They're popular, yeah. they've hit, right? And just keep those going. What we were talking earlier and we were saying how like, yeah, mead is the we're hoping is the next cider kind mm. of thing, right? Have you kind of reached out at all and like to the breweries? I know you work with Serpent, so mm-hmm. I mean that's Serpent's as everybody They've listens been to super, us. Super super great supporters. Yeah, like have yeah. you been working like well with the cuz I know the beer community's tight. So mm-hmm. like have you feel like you're being welcomed in kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, yes and no cuz you know early on before the business sort of was established, we we'd sort of we'd have people laugh when we explained it to them. They're like me, like that's never really? going to that's never huh. going to be a thing, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And I say, "Yeah, but if you went back 10 years, you would say, you know, cider there were like two of them in the liquor store on a back shelf, and the quality was here, there, and everywhere, unless it was Strongbow. Sour you know, beers, too. Same sour thing. beer. Like, and people thought that these were never going to be a right. popular trend, right? And and we were talking, like, look at the ready to drink, though, all the vodka sodas and all yeah. that. People are just looking for options and variety, particularly, you know, and I, I mean, we're made from honey. Like, we're, it's it's that promotion of, of the, yeah. the beekeeping. Yeah, save the bees. I do no yeah. Momay every single year. I curse it every first weekend of June, but I do it every <laughs> single year because the bees are important. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's always going to be a market for things if there's a passion behind it, I think, yeah. right? Like, and yeah. it seems like you guys got a real passion here, man. This is really nice. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, for, for those who are listening, if you're wondering sort of what it tastes like, it, it is, it does have like a lot more similarity to a cider than it yeah. does to a beer. I always tell people they think more like a cider than it is like a beer. That's right. But um, what I like about it as a drinker, my, as a seasoned drinker myself, is uh, <laughs> I, I like that it doesn't have all that acidic nature of cider. Like, yeah. I it just sits on my stomach a little that bit. That bothers easier. me, right? Yeah. So I had a cider just the other night, and then won't name who, because uh, yeah. it was just in our fridge. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just I was like, Ugh, I don't half got way half through through it. I really didn't want to finish it after yeah. all the acidity of it, right? Yeah, and I, I love cider. Like I'm not, not yeah. smack no, talking th- at all. Th- but this it's, for uh, me you know, personally, a little less sweetness, yeah. more of a you know, just get more of the flavor, and it's nice. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, like Christmas and stuff like that. No, that's the thing. So I mean, everyone has their different tastes and stuff like that. Yeah. And ciders, um, I think for me is like ciders are always like a, a dice roll because I will get something that I find just kind of tastes like apple juice and i don't love that mm. right i want a really dry crisp cider mm-hmm. we were talking earlier like my favorite cider is yeah. bulwark's hopped cider mm-hmm. again kind of that light hoppy nice taste kind of thing right and that's the thing about ciders is that yeah you can get you don't know if it's going to be dry enough for me and then i'm just kind of like eh, right mm-hmm. i don't know so it is it, yeah like you said it's a little bit more of a cider but it's kind of a Dry it's cider, its own thing. but it's definitely yeah, it's its really its own thing. thing. It's it's yeah. honestly, people are gonna have to come out and try it. Uh, a lot of a lot of people say kombucha too when they drink it. They it's a hundred percent like that, yeah, and I yeah, love kombucha. Yeah, so yeah, yeah you there know you what? Go. Especially, actually, you know what? Like the um, less the golden hour, but the your fruit ones, mm-hmm. like 
very much. Yeah. Case like kombucha that I will buy. Cause, and that's maybe why I was thinking about like the teas and stuff. Cause mm-hmm. when the kombucha that I drink, uh, is generally like a, you know, like a hibiscus or something yeah. like that. Right. And I love buying like a hibiscus and I could see that with your fruit ones. Yeah. Definitely. That's Absolutely. probably why, yeah, I like it so much. Weird uh, question. Do you find there's a, a, a generation of people that seem more inclined to really get into drinking mead or do you think it's just all over the yeah it's a, it, no it's it's a good question i, I think I, I have anecdotes i have no sure. proof of this but yeah, yeah. anecdotally okay. as sort of like the main you know we're, we're a super small company we have yeah. myself yeah. and eric and one other employee and our families help out and all those sorts of things so but the the primary sort of selling and getting in front of people the majority of it is me um and so anecdotally i i thought we really thought when we launched this business it would be it would appeal to a younger crowd right mm-hmm. it would appeal to that like 20 something crowd you know it seems very hip to drink meat yeah like, but the funny know. thing is yeah it's actually more people like my age like near their 40s or so mm. that that tend to drink more of it and, mm. and it tends to be more popular with and so i don't yeah. know what the i don't know if it's a disposable income thing i don't know what Could it be. is yeah. it's, it's a little what? bit more of a premium product we are in that cider price range right? right that's a good point but i also think that there's something else to it because i know that tobin and i both have uh you know, some gut issues sometimes. Mm. It could be that. It could be one of those things. Because I'm reading mm-hmm. here, reading your can, and I love that up the yeah. top here. No grains, no gluten, all flavor. Mm. Yeah. Fantastic slogan. But that's another thing, too, is like, you're thinking like no grains and no gluten. Like, people are trying to cut back on certain things. What they, yeah. what, they I'm trying to stay it. away from bread. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Things but like I drink that, craft right? beer, right? Yeah. So it's like, uh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. He drinks his bread, folks. And, and like so, I say, the production of it is yeah. really is really simple. It's literally yeah. dissolve honey in water, ferment it, filter it, can yeah. it. You know, I mean, like, don't 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 pitch it too easy. You don't want your competition like to be like, oh, wait a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely got to perfect it. Definitely takes a while to perfect We're, it. There's going to be an afternoon mead, afternoon pint mead there now. Now, mead, just give yeah. me secrets away. Yeah. <laughs> but right. but realistically, though, there are pe- there's people like a growing people who are trying to cut that out, uh, whether you know to whether they're celiac or whatever it may be. And so this is a perfect thing for them to actually have an option other than just cider kind yeah, of thing, yeah. Right? And, so. and you know what else is um you know when it comes to the trend of alcohol I, I, i've learned that alcohol trends tend to start out west in canada and they move really? eastward right so okay. so microbreweries were popular at west far before they were ever popular in mm. in uh atlantic provinces in nova scotia which is funny because we're a culture that that prides ourselves on our drinking but we're actually behind on alcohol trends mm. um, just, and just not our dark rum yeah exactly <laughs> yeah we we know what we like and we, yeah, we like exactly. what we know and uh, but we we get a lot of clientele actually, particularly like students who have gone out west and they've finished school, they've come back, and uh, in Alberta, big big mead culture there, and they'll come back and say, man, it's on tap at like every bar and restaurant I went to, and I can't find anything here. And really, it's uh, and and so it is it is the up and coming, and and we uh. really do believe like in ten years time it'll be. There'll be a meat section in the liquor store. There is in New Brunswick. There's a meat section in, in the liquor store. Really? It, there's not a lot of choice there, um, but there is a meat section. There'll be one here. It'll be just as popular, I really believe, and it'll be it'll be beer, cider, oh, meat. Those will sort of be the... I wonder if it's because Nova Scotia has that, like, no importing your honeybees when you first come in from yeah, Nova Scotia. Yeah. That's why there's nothing yeah. here. Well, you know, that's because our, our bees are so damn good here. That's yeah. what it is. We we produce honey really, really well. Yeah, we, we it's, it's true. Like, there's yeah. honey, like... 
you go to the valley and stuff like that, and there's just the production and stuff like that yeah. seems to be pretty yeah. good. So. so, so we do Cosman and Witten, and occasionally I've had to to go down to their facility to pick stuff up if we right. if we were in a honey emergency, <laughs> we're like we need to get this brew on now. Yeah. I've had to drive down and, and pick it up, and you go in, you know, I get to go into the barn and stuff like that and see the production. And you're just like, holy smokes! It's just like tubs and tubs and barrels and barrels full. Of so, honey. so the process, what's the process like? Is it similar to beer? Uh, more similar to a wine. More similar to wine. More okay. similar to a wine. Yeah, much more. Because, again, no cooking. Right. right? Okay. No cooking at all. No heating of anything. In fact, you don't really want to heat honey. It sort of brings out some off flavors. Mm. Um, and so no no cooking of anything. Once it, it, Essentially, once you dissolve your honey in water, from there it is our, – our license, actually, that's hanging on the wall is a winery license. Oh, okay. So it is more similar to a wine sense. process because then yep. from there you're just pitching your yeast and you're doing just like you would do with wine, right? right. And, except yeah. so for the carbonation the juice, factor yeah. at the end, right? And the carbonation is just the forced carbonation. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's how they classify. So it, apparently, to my understanding, I'm not 100% sure on this, but to my understanding, in the early days of cider, it was also classified under wine as well when they oh, didn't quite know what to do with it. Fair enough. Okay. Um, until yeah. it became big enough that it became its own thing. And there's yeah. just so few. There, there are other meaderies in Nova Scotia. Yeah. There's just so few that we don't have our own classification. So what right. they call us is a non-grape wine. I. I highly recommend it. I poured a second glass. Um, <laughs> I mean, okay, just for those who are listening, we have very small glasses. They're tasters. We're not sitting here drinking like four pints of meat. There'll, there'll be a picture on, again, on, on Facebook. Yeah, exactly. Right with that. It's the equivalent of us having one can each is yeah. what it is. Yeah, it makes yeah. you feel like a giant. For yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, so you're in Burnside. Just yes. to kind of give a, and I know people can pick up at the NSLC and everything, but are they still able to come here and grab some stuff? Yeah, so, so we have a store in Burnside. We're sort of in the heart of the industrial park where mm-hmm. we are now. Um, it's not our dream location. It's sure, not our end. Sure, a bit all hard to all. find. This but. is, yeah, it, it is a bit hard to find. We have very limited hours here, and in fact, we even scaled them back more in the summertime because we said, uh, you know, we're in a place where not many people are coming to us. Right. So right. we said, well, let's go to people instead, and we focused on markets throughout the summer. And we're, we yeah, I've seen you pop markets. up in lots of different places. So lots of markets. I know you've been at, like, the Spryfield uh, yeah. market, but oh, what okay. are their markets? Like, I, yeah. Let's, let's so talk a little Spry- bit about that. Spryfield, we just finished up Fairview. We're always at, the, our, our main ones are Seaport and Alderney, so every weekend. Okay. Every Saturday we're at Seaport and Alderney, and we're looking at starting Sundays at Seaport. As Have well. you guys done or thought of like any online kind of market? Yeah, yeah. So we, yeah, so do we. That's something for us to look into and yeah. home delivery and all those sorts of things, cool. um, and and work those things out. But uh, really, like, it, it, we're, we'd love if you buy from the NSLC because that's really where the right. business is going to yeah. be. Make yeah. a break. We are, and and I will put this out there because there's nothing, you know, there's no no harm, no foul in saying this is, you know, one day we will have we will have a better a better home space that will be more accessible to people. Yeah, sure, yeah. Of course. And we're currently uh, looking for that as well. So if but if you are available in also in restaurants and stuff. Yeah, like that yeah, too, right? yeah. A number like, of bars yeah. and restaurants around yeah. town. Yeah. Well, so well, there is room here. So if you're you're yeah. doing your IKEA shopping or you're driving across, right, exactly. Across <laughs> scroll, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, we're literally you like five. I, I, I was talking to Matt about this before. Like everyone sees Burnside as being in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. But you're literally five minutes to oh, yeah, everywhere. Crossing. Yeah, yeah. You, you were you were like five minutes away from our office. Today yeah, in yeah, right? yeah. You're so, super, yeah. And and in fact, I, I host uh, a couple times, and, and if you pay attention to the social media, those things go up too. Like we have board game nights and stuff here. Yeah. Oh. And people always say how convenient it is because people from Sackville, Dartmouth, Halifax. Yeah. It's we sort can also of a come right point. after work too. Yeah. Right. Like it's it's like one of those things yeah. where if you did like an after work thing. You can just pop over and everything. So uh, a staff appreciation thing or whatever. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. any any special events that you want to run, you contact us and let us know. Yeah, um, cool. and, and speaking of the honeymoon thing too, like that's that's been an avenue that we thought we have to promote is like have definitely meet, have meet at your wedding. Like, well, 
We'll do. We'll, we'll supply kegs and all that, yeah. and you can. Yeah, yeah. You can have. You can have kegs of meat at your wedding. And, that, oh, I think awesome. that's it. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, covers a lot of it there, but uh, anything else you want to say, man? Anything or? else? Yeah. No, no. I'm just excited to be building this industry. I love chatting to people. So if you want to come find me, I, I'm typically you know 99 of the time I'll be at the Seaport Market on Saturday because that's our okay. biggest market. Yeah. I love to chat with people, just to introduce you to our products. If you heard us talking about them and you want to know a little bit more, you got some questions. I'm I'm typically there 99 of Sunday or Saturdays. So okay. Perfect. Man. Cool. Thank yeah. you awesome. so much for this. No, thanks, Ron. Yeah, yeah really appreciate it. And, and, and what you can do for the Afternoon Pint Podcast is that nice little glass we gave you. Pour up yourself a nice little meat. Yes. That's right. Exactly. Take a picture of it. Send to the Afternoon Pint. <laughs> you know, That's right. Uh, support our show. People listening, you should buy a beer glass from Mike. There's a lot in my trunk. That's right. Like way too many. <laughs> I, might have, I might have overbought on beer glasses. So, yeah. so shoot, us, shoot us a message and let us know if you'd like to buy an after fight Mike. And, and the, 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 the big thing that I always tell people too, like, is to sort of leave it off with this, is if you've had mead before and you think you don't like it, yeah. give ours a try. You've never cool. had mead before until you've had this mead. Yeah, yeah you have to give it a try because it's just it's, it's probably different. than what 100%. I've I really like this. I mean, this is my first time trying mead where I remembered trying mead <laughs> so i gotta say the cranberry was my favorite the golden very close second i love both of them the cherry a very you know i'm still drinking the cherry here I'm not, if, I'm, if we I'm not, keep going I'm not you might up to matt but they're all great if yeah. we keep going you might forget this time too so. yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> thanks a lot man it was thank really you nice ronnie yeah, yeah thanks oh one more cheers oh yeah let's cheers oh. there oh, you go man. thanks thanks for tuning into this episode of the afternoon pint if you have an idea for the show or would like to be a part of it, email us at afternoonpint at gmail.com.